One more announcement. Next week, remember, we won't be here. And where we will be, we will be 15 minutes sooner. Okay. Service now is at 10.15 a.m. at the Regal Fallon Theater at Winghaven. 1C Church, after an hour from now, is located at 900 Caledonia Drive, O'Fallon, Missouri, located in the Regal Fallon Theater at Winghaven Boulevard and Highway 40. And service is at 10.15, so don't worry, you're going to get some communications this week, all you volunteers, so you don't forget and show up 15 minutes late on day one. We're so excited. On to the message. I know this weather is making you think of the most obvious, and that's cutting grass, right? You know, lawnmowers. Oh, you don't see the connection, Jim? You're shaking your head. I thought it was so intuitive that this weather and Thanksgiving and everything would make you think of old lawnmowers. How many got like an old lawnmower they've been storing for some time and they just won't let that thing die? Because it's good, right? It's good enough. It gets the job done. Is, is, is yours a push? Is it a riding? Or is it a zero radius, you know, with the levers? You can whip around those tree stumps. What you got? You got a push? You got a driving? Well, my dad, since the break of dawn, has had a Dixon riding zero turn radius. That's my dad's spiel. It's a zero turn radius from 1985. It's a zero turn radius. No, it was the 90s. And it was... The, the top mower at the time in the, in the consumer market. And so he's had this mower. Well, it is a senior now in mower years. And, and it's, it struggles every time to cut. And so it's, he's, he's invested more in it than it's worth. How many times are we going to fix the engine this year? I don't know. It's still good. Let's dump some more money in it. And, and, and year after year, we triple the, the expense and, and, decrease by triple the the value because we keep changing out things and but it's good it's 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 good enough I'm gonna hold on to it but it's not really meeting the potential of serving my yard at this stage in its life you with me who knew a mower could be so deep in a minute in a sermon you can make anything work up here he's got practice <laughs> when they look confused you just laugh and act like it's them not 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 the word makes no sense that's what you do you just, don't you get it It's good enough. We hold on to it. Maybe God wants you to upgrade your faith and quit holding on to your old mower. Maybe God wants you to really embrace change in your life. I thought it'd be appropriate. Isn't it funny how God lined this sermon up on Thanksgiving? I didn't think about the potluck or that it was Thanksgiving sermon because we're talking about thanksgiving. We're talking about thanksgiving. We're talking about thanksgiving. We're talking about giving. We're talking about the church's favorite topic. It's a topic like when you talk about it, Bobby, it's like they think you're talking about your mama and they either hate you or they love you when you talk about the bare essential of tithing and offering and the difference. And if you're new here, don't worry. We don't t talk about it all the time. Maybe once a year, maybe twice a year. But I would be cheating you if I did not give you the word to know that this is no game. This is the word of God that we preach up here. And if the Bible says it, we try to present it. So we're going to talk about, we like to have Thanksgiving, but we like to also 
give and be thankful. You know what I mean? We're good for the food. We're good to have the meal. But what about being thankful to give? Like give what supports his house. You know, the Bible calls the church a storehouse. And the church is to bring the supply to facilitate the storehouse. And the woman with two mites, we all know the story. I'm going to get to her in a little bit. It's not about how much you make. It's about your willingness to give all that God has given. It's going to get good. Don't worry. You're not going to hate me after this sermon. And you're not going to think we're a church all about money. We're, we're going to talk about it, though, because it's very important. And at this stage in the church, we need to talk about it. We've been very blessed. But thanks. Giving, you like how I, I lower the volume on thanks and I raise the volume on giving, thanks, giving, thanks. We're talking about thanksgiving. I did that to soften so y'all didn't walk out on me. Why do we give though? Through tithes and offerings. And giving is a topic some enjoy and some dread. No, he didn't. Why is that? It's because there's a cultural definition of what it means to be a giver, especially in the church, And there's a godly one. Giving is a fundamental, everybody say fundamental principle in understanding the depth of love that God has for us and also is how he reveals more to us. Giving in all capacities, giving out of the wallet, giving out of our time, giving out of our heart, it's all giving. And it's fundamental. If you don't understand the principle of giving, God cannot show you more. It's it's 101, baby. It's 101. And my ability to be a giver of all I have is more than about losing control of a possession. It's actually about letting God control what was his to begin with. Did you all know that? That everything we have, our clothes, our food, our raiment, our roof, our friends, our health, you know where that came from? Jesus, God, So it's really his, that job we have. Who got you that job? Donald Trump? No, Jesus, God, the Lord got you the job. And the revelation of this will lead to an abundance you may never have foreseen. It really will. And I'm going to get there. And trust me, I was the least to give at a certain season in my life. I'm going to tell you about it. But he'll give you an abundance that will cause your faith to step into a new dimension in the giving portion of your spiritual walk. And this is not a sympathy plea. This is the facts I want you to know that your money doesn't go to me. I work. I have my own business doing software development. I have a real estate business as well, as you really want to know. I share all this not to get, get sympathy, but because I didn't get in this to make a paycheck. I'm a volunteer here, just like y'all. And so everything y'all give, that we all give as a body, is what provides This school provides the cool lights, provides all the great resources. So we're so blessed that. But some people come into church and they think the pastor takes the money. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. And my dream, believe it or not, is that my business can take care of my family in a mega church capacity. And I will always be a volunteer in this house. That is my dream. You think I'm crazy, so do other people. But I got here, didn't I? So I'm serious about that. My dream is to let the business take care of us and that we can run a mega touch on God's community. And we'll have staff and stuff, but my dream is to not be staff, is to be pastor and volunteer. It covers our expenses, and we are very grateful. We have very faithful givers here. Very faithful. This is God's house. 
what you see is because of your generosity in your heart to give. I want to go deeper, though, today, if it's okay with y'all, because this is not about just what you see. This is about you and God. It's about you and God first. This is a part of your Christian walk that is a game changer. David, it's a game changer. It's a game changer, Nate, if you're willing to step out in faith and go there with me. Y'all willing to go there with me for 25 more minutes? Then we can get some nice turkey and dressing and have Thanksgiving after we were talking about how we were thankful to give. Jim's so excited to get past that part. The title of this message today is The Broken Mower. The Broken Mower. I'll just keep it. It'll work this way. I'm compromising how my grass looks because the cut's not even. In fact, there's strays everywhere because that blade's not sharp. In fact, it won't even run, but I'll just live it this way. But maybe you're holding on to what's holding you back. But trust God. Do you trust God? Trust is not easy. We got some messages coming up on trust in the new year. Trust is hard, especially when you've had your trust broken or someone has, you know, cheated you. And let's face it, in the fast-paced world we're in, we got to look at the bottom line as people. And I just can't afford to do any more for God's house. When I get here, then I'll start to be a giver. But God said, that's not how it works. I am to take a first of everything, not last, but my first fruits. Let's jump to the passage real quick before we go forward. Genesis 28, verses 20 through 22. We're talking about Jacob here. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in his way that I'm going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. Okay, he's saying God has given me everything I need, then God is Lord of my life. You know you can believe in a God, but he doesn't have to be Lord of your life. You know you can know about Jesus and his love, but it doesn't mean you're following Christ making him Lord of your life. It's kind of quiet in here. Come on, guys, it's fun. Remember, it's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Really, we're trying to keep it fun. I gotta be real with y'all, though, or I'd be cheating you. He says, and this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. In all that you give me, God, I will surely give a tenth to you, a tenth. God only says, I need a tenth back. And there's a reason. A tithe means tenth. God asks for a tenth of his church to provide to his storehouse. You know why? Because like you said, when you sat down, God is a multiplier. God doesn't need it all black back. He just needs a tenth back. There's a reason. Numbers matter. We don't make up the percentage. God does. I don't like it either, but I can't disregard the word. I can't cheat the word out of my life. And I have, and I've seen the change when I was honest with myself about it. I've seen the change happen. But let's face it, it's the bottom line. And we say, God, you have control of everything in my life except my wallet. Because the wallet in today's world represents your livelihood. We don't work for calf. In the old days, people would bring food, supplies, everything to the storehouse. But if you brought me an ox, the Wentzville School District would say, that's not going to work, pastor, to pay this invoice for this month. It's not because we need your money. It's because money is what supplies the needs of the house. Does that make sense? 
That's why, that's why we operate in money. That's the same reason you go to a job. It's not because you want to have money collecting in your house. You have to do it to buy food, to buy supplies, to take care of your people. And God says, a tenth, a tithe. But let's face the bottom line. What if it's not there? If I give a tenth, I'm going to be in the red. Trust me, I'm all about spreadsheets and crunching numbers. I don't like it. Well, I'm going to be in the, in the red if I, if I give. i got to hold on to that old mower. i got to hold on to it. But God uses numbers for a different reason. It's hard to give when you feel short and you feel the need to hold on to. This is the time of the year where we get all the bills. We get the real estate tax bills. We get the personal property tax bills. Y'all know what I'm saying. You got Christmas coming up. You got all the issues. The last thing you want to do is spare for God's kingdom. But Jacob said, if the Lord is to cover all my needs, who am I to not just give him back a tenth of what was his to begin with? I didn't write it. I, who said that? God said that. I'm just the messenger. You know the phrase, don't ax the messenger. I mean, shoot the messenger, Nate. That's an inside joke. Nate picked up an axe this morning for his property. So we were talking about an axe being at church, pastor's axes, last day to school. It looked fishy. It looked fishy. In the old days, the tithe may have been some cow, some ox, some grain, some sheep. But in the modern world, we operate by money, unfortunately. It's the way the world goes around. We work jobs to earn money to feed our family, take care of us. And you may be holding on today to what's holding you back. And it's the same for church. If Nate brings me a cow, I'm going to have to give it right back to him and say, at least make me some steaks because I don't know what to do with that thing, Nate. I don't know what to do with it to support God's house. It takes real money, unfortunately, to make this ship sail. It's a real thing. And the biggest fear to anything we do for God is losing, the fear is losing something. You feel like you're losing that last bit. It's backwards. I am telling you from my own testimony, it is backwards. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. The fear of losing that last bit to stay even. The fear of not knowing what we will do when we go negative. But you know, somehow God always has a way of adjusting things to stay even when you feel like you're going red. And then some, oh, it's about to get good. It's not even in my notes what I was about to go with. That's preaching right there. He may change your life out of it. He may give you so much, Sarah, that you don't even know what to do with it no more. You're like, I don't even want it no more, God. Just let me keep giving it away. And that's a good problem to have. But that problem doesn't come when you want to hold on to that last little piece because that is not going to change your life. You have to be a giver to receive, the Bible says. To receive, you have to give. It's a game changer. It's a trusting, trust thing. Tithing is giving back what was his. Offerings are different. That's why we call it tithes and offering. An offering is, is a gesture out of your heart. It goes above and beyond what is his. So like, you know, we give our 10%, and then maybe we'll donate something. That's an offering. Or maybe we'll give some of our time. Hey, that's an offering too. Don't get me wrong. But let's not neglect the church's needs 
in all honesty, because we only want to give certain ways. Jacob said, I will give all of my tenth to God because he's actually covering all my needs. So there's nothing God can't provide me, and I'm only going to give back that. Because God's so good. Because I trust God. I trust God. You ever heard the 50-50 principle with faith? You're 50% sure it's God talking to you, and you're 50% it's not. And kind of everything with God is often feels like that. You're, you're almost sure it's God talking to you, and you're, you're not always sure. But no risk, no reward. And until you step out in faith, which has got risk to it because you don't know the end from the beginning, you can't receive a reward that you're not risking to take. It's a God thing. It's beyond the church walls. It's a trust thing. And there's no gambling with God. That's the nice part. This is not going and putting it all on, your, on the crap table for your house or whatever, putting your house on the craps table and hoping for a seven or however that works. I don't even know. This is God's house, and there's no gambling in God's house. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, and he is a multiplier to those who give out of the abundance of what they have. Not a certain, certain number. It's an abundance of what they have. You remember the woman with two mites? She was broke. She gave all that she had. She gave the two mites, and she gave more than those with the surplus that were rolling in the day like Donald Trump. She gave more, Jesus said, because she gave out of the fullness of her heart, and so she was more blessed. It's not about how much. It's about doing it. It's about staying in line with the word. It matters, people. Hate me today, just love me tomorrow, I promise. We'll just forget we ever preached this one today. Tomorrow we just go back to something else. Yay, the new building, yeah. Isn't it funny that God lined up this on Thanksgiving? It wasn't planned, really. I'm a skeptic. I don't, I don't think God lines up stuff, but it keeps happening, Nate. He keeps lining up stuff like he knows what he's doing. That's a good thing. But there's no gamble with God, and God's promise is faithful, and he knows what we need. Isn't it funny? The verse says, all he gave, but he only asked for a tenth back. That's because God is a multiplier. He can do much with what we perceive as worthless mites. He can multiply to turn into millions of people receiving the word of God. I don't need your money, but give a tenth by faith and I will multiply the difference, says the Lord. You can clap to that because that's good because that's what he does. These, 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 these ministries grow by the anointing because God gives the increase. One waters, one plants. God gives the increase. And when we are faithful, with all we have, everybody say all, that's when we've given God full control. And unfortunately, until then, it's still a little bit of you, a little bit of God, a little bit of you, a little bit of God. It's full control. And there's no gamble with your investment in the Lord's house. A few weeks ago, my son Caleb, we have four kids. Earlier I was trying to Tell Mr. Cadaldo, and I couldn't remember my kids' names very well. <laughs> I was like, they're all C's. How old are they? Caleb's my second oldest, and um, he's eight. And we, we like to try to take one-on-one -on -one time here and there because it's always, everybody's together. 
Everybody's always together. So the time with each one is like depleted. Do you know what I mean? Because it's always a group thing. So what we try to do, and what I'm trying to do, because I'm, I'm already scattered, is I try to isolate one-on-one time and actually look my kids in the eye and spend time with them. So he likes salsa, Mexican. We went to Las Margaritas or whatever, the old Jack Buck's restaurant over there on uh, technology, and we had Mexican food and salsa. It's his favorite. He would eat salsa all day if I let him, but you know, his little stomach, he gets sick. And so we're driving home, and he showed me in his wallet, he's got these $2 bills he's collecting, okay? I don't know how I got them. But he said, Dad, these are cool, aren't they? He goes, are they, are these yours or mine? I said, well, they're, they're, they're yours, buddy. He's like, well, didn't they come from you and mom? And I said, yeah, but what's mine is yours, and what's yours is yours. So even though maybe it came from mom and dad, you have it. See, his little eight-year-old mind knew that his possession was not his to begin with, and he wanted to give me back that thing. Out of the goodness of his heart, he wanted to give his father. You know God is our father. You know Christ is our father. He wanted to give it back because he knew where it came from. And I said, no, son, you hold it. You use it. I don't need the money. I just need your heart. And he said, here you go, dad. Are you tracking with me? Did you know our relationship with our earthly father is not as good as the one with our heavenly father? Because he won't abandon us. He won't leave us. He won't hate on us. He's always there for us, and what he gives you came from him, and he doesn't need it back, but he wants to see your heart that you understand. And it takes action to display your heart. That's why we call belief and action faith, because no, no action is just belief. People will see your heart through the ministry you live in your day-to-day, and I just thought that was so touching that his little heart thought that on his own and understood that. I thought that's a good illustration for the church. Somebody needs to hear that. But Jacob said, the Lord is my God. Do you trust the Lord today? Jacob said, the Lord is my God. Is he your God? Do you trust the Lord today? Come on, somebody. If you trust him with all your heart, give him a shout of praise right now. Let him know something that this is more than just a good message. This is my life is in the palm of the Lord's hands. And my question to you today is, are you holding on to what's holding you back? It's a faith thing, not a financial thing. It's a God thing, not a Pastor Jeff or 1C Church thing. It's a God thing. God crafted the act of giving to bless others and build his kingdom at the same time. Isn't that so good? How smart is God? I mean, he knows the hairs on your head. He doesn't, know, he doesn't know that you're going to be short $20 this month. Come on, man. But he knows the hairs on your head. He can heal that disease, but he isn't going to help you out when you give out of the abundance of your heart. Come on, don't be deceived by the enemy. How good is it that he will actually bless people, build what you want in the process because of your goodness and touch them too. He does it all together. He's a multi-parallel tasking God. He doesn't run out of random access memory if you want to go geek with me for a minute. His CPU doesn't get maxed out. He can operate across all different CPUs running in parallel like Google's infrastructure in the ocean or whatever it is. It's a good thing. (laughs) You'll be blessed back. You're waiting for the blessing to be able to give one. It's backwards. 
When you give out of the, the two mites that you have and you honor God with the tenth that he asked for, you'll be blessed back tenfold, hundredfold, seven times 70, higher than the stars can be counted, more than the nations can be counted. I will bless your seed more than you can ever imagine, more than the stars in the heavens, says God. I see God do amazing things because of y'all's faithfulness in this church. So we are so grateful. And it's exciting. Look what it's presented us the opportunity to do. That's y'all's heart showing. It's presented the opportunity. Giving is something I used to hate. I was always, see, I was good about keeping a balance of what I owed God, but I was negative, like, just kept going in the red. Let me tell you a funny story about when I started the tithe. I was 25 years old. You know, I grew up in church, heard about giving, all that stuff all my life. But I was, I was broke. I was broke, Nate. And I was a musician. Sorry, Andre. I know how you feel, buddy. I was a musician living in my parents' basement and um, working at A.G. Edwards when I was 25. And I'd always heard these stories about, oh, I started to give to church and God just multiplied my finances and I went out and bought a new yacht or whatever. Not a yacht, you know, that wouldn't be, that might've been Benny Hinn, but not, not a real man. I don't know, I don't wanna go there. But you know what I'm saying? I don't know what people bought, but I always thought that's baloney. Now here's a guy who had faith in the Lord, but thinking, whatever, I can't pay this Mustang. I had a sweet custom ordered Mustang with the, with the 18 inch, no, they messed up my rims. They, I got 18 inch rims on that thing and I had to wait seven months and it showed up with 17 inch rims after I custom ordered this 2006 Mustang GT with the five speed before they started offering the nice wheels and the bigger motors and the V6, nobody wants them things. Go with the GT, that's before you could just, you could just cheat, cheat, the, cheat, the, cheat the joyride by going with the V6. No, you had to get the V8 back then. I got that car and I just met my, 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 my girlfriend at the time and I was working and I was living in my parents' basement and I was a musician and no correlation, but I was broke and, and I could barely scrape by and I was like, how am I gonna buy a house? I can't afford a tithe. I can't even buy a house. I owe my mommy money. I owe my mommy money. You know that's right, Pam, don't you? And she don't let you forget it. Don't ever borrow from that woman. Just kidding. <laughs> This is too fun up here. Anyway, something happened. At that time, I had just got into computer programming and I was trying to get a job in what's called Microsoft.net software development. At the time, I was a help desk at A.G. Edwards, later became Wachovia, then it became uh, Wells Fargo Financial, downtown on Market Street, the whole nine yards. And I said, I don't know, God, I'm not smart enough to really transition into the Microsoft job. I was good at talking my way into things, but I, I knew I wasn't ready to back it up with the skills. And I finally said, okay, I'm gonna tithe. Remember how I mocked people? I am not joking. Within like maybe two, three weeks, I got a job doing .NET contracting and my income doubled. It doubled. Now I still had to, for real, this is not a, this is not a um, infomercial, just, just give your money to God and he will double your income in 24 hours. It's not that. This is coming from the skeptic who said it's baloney. I don't believe those people until God says, well, then I'm gonna show you. So you can tell somebody else. And if they trust you, they'll listen. 
I still had to sell the Mustang because it was like 400 something dollars a month and I couldn't buy a house, Jim. And I didn't want my girlfriend, soon to be my, 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 my fiance, she didn't know I was going to ask her to marry her. I didn't want to live with myself. See, see, men want to men be the man, you know. I didn't want my wife to pay for my house and I couldn't even, you know, it would hurt my pride. So I said, I want to do this the right way. So I started giving to God and then he doubled my income and then, and then we ended up getting married and it worked out great and everything's good. But at that time, I thought I was losing. Everything changed. We bought our first house. We got married. I sold the Mustang. I probably would have wrecked it anyway, driving too fast. It's a good thing. We went with the, the minivan later in life. Trust me, you'll love it once you do it. The leopard comes out of the back. Whatever you got to do, get your Honda Odyssey. You're, you're going to trust me, though, that I challenge you, if you just give what you are able to give, God will multiply the difference, and you will change your whole life, and it's not about the money no more. You will see God multiply everything in your life. He'll multiply your relationships. He'll multiply your church. Yes. Yeah, because your church grows when you give of yourself. <sighs> Hallelujah is right. Praise God. When I give, I receive more so abundantly. I'm investing in my future as a Christian, as a man, as a woman, and I'm investing in my faith, number one. And today, I ask you to ask yourselves, are you holding on to what's holding you back? I'm not giving something else up when I'm gaining the whole world. God says you're gaining the whole world. Let go of the old mower. You're gaining the world. You want the world. Get rid of the mower. Get rid of the, just do it. Just get rid of the mower and you will see that I am not playing, says God. We're going to hold on to that mower. It really is a good mower. That was just an illustration, Dad. Don't, don't hate me for knocking your mower. But God will create this surplus in your life as you give. You know why? So you can give more. You know, it works like this. As I do this and I give to my brethren, blessings go to here. God gives us more. I call it the circle, the blessing circle. When the circle is always about me taking getting full of blessings I don't know what to do with all these I'm gonna explode I need to, I need to give some away God says go the other direction give it oh, it's too much it's too many things from Amazon I can't even open all this cardboard in 24 hours the trash man hates me I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it to the trash man I'm gonna give him a gift card and tell him happy happy Christmas or whatever you call it today I mean Praise God, Jesus loves you and he, he died on the cross for you. I'm gonna give something. I'm gonna touch in little ways. I'm gonna keep touching people in little ways. And God says, okay, here's more. Here's more. Oh, now you need more people. Okay, here's a team. Here's a team to give with you. Here's a church. Here's a church to touch thousands instead of one-on-one. -on -one. It'll keep growing as you do it. For reals. Don't worry about your two mites. You'll have more blessing than you know what to do with. And somebody today is waiting to get blessed back. Touch your neighbor. If you don't have one, David, just look at the chair and pretend someone's there because soon there will be and tell them you need to be blessed back. If y'all could stand with me as we close this morning, worship team, where y'all at, folks? The worship team. Nick, I thought it was the end of the year, not the end of the service. <laughs> just kidding just kidding 
It's all that tea I've been drinking. I got myself a little electric kettle. I got tea time. I got some nuts. It's the greatest therapy, man. God, I am excited to give my 10% of my time, my money, my joy, my love. All of me came from you, God, and I gladly give back what is yours and desire to give beyond that to be a blessing to someone else in your house. If the house believes me, say amen. Leave that broken mower. It's time for an upgrade. I challenge you this morning. We don't do gimmicks, but I challenge you, if you've been on the fence with tithing to the house of God, to do it for 90 days, 90 day tithing challenge. And in 90 days, you mark Pastor Jeff's words that if God hasn't taken care of you and done something bigger in the meantime to cover the two mites or whatever it is, we'll, then we'll refund you your money or whatever they do. I don't know, but God's gonna multiply it so we don't have to worry about that. And you can give a testimony and we can share what God has done. You step, I step. You step, I step. God says, you first. Quit playing with me, says the Lord. You first. 90 days. I don't even remember that far back anymore, Vincent. God has changed our life so much since that day. I don't even remember. It's like, it doesn't even feel like I was there. It's rapidly changed. It's like into the future, like Doc Brown, Michael J. Fox. I saw him in the air. It's like into the future. We're going to do something different today. That's my spiel on tithing. But today, we're going to do something special. You know why? You know why, Dennis? Because it's the last day here. I want you all to come up here with me. We're going to say goodbye to this building. Don't worry. No one's going to be called out. I want to be one body up here. This is our altar. And we, just, we don't do this hardly ever, but I, I couldn't resist. This is the last day. The last day of malfunctioning lights. And the last day of alarms going off. What else? And the last day of the school sound system stealing our signal and messing with our sound and then we have to run up in the sound booth in a panic and turn everything off before church and Pastor Jeff looks crazy it's because I am sometimes but through it all we give thanks because God blessed us to be in this house Liberty High School we thank you because we've, we're a baby church what kind of church starts in a high school like this this is a blessing man so even in the complaints that we sometimes mean we are grateful because we have learned so much that now we kind of feel like we know what we're doing a little bit it's not like completely foreign and I want you to look around here look around see who's here and remember this day because I'm, I put my life on it things are about to change if, if it don't change where we're going I don't know what can change it. And I believe God's anointed it. So I know if God anointed it, it will change. We are going into a Mecca of people. A Mecca. Like, Lord, help me. We need you by our side because we are going into a Mecca. And now we are ready to expose this house. So we want to give thanks, God. We want to give thanks. We're thankful to all you guys. And we just want to pray one last time together before we go to our potluck and have Thanksgiving dinner that we're giving thanks in the process if y'all could bow your head with me as we close right now
Michelle, if you could come out for a minute. Jesus, we come to you right now. We're thankful. We're thankful to the city of Lank, St. Louis. We're thankful for the Wentzville School District. We're thankful for Liberty High School. We're thankful for Matt, the technician that nobody here knows but me is the one that comes into school and fixes those lights week after week when I have to email him that something's wrong. He doesn't know about I'm thankful for Debbie Price, the lady who sends us our bill. And she says, is everything okay? Let me reach out and try to fix it for you. I'm thankful for all the people behind the scenes that were able to accommodate us and bless your ministry and get us to One Seed 2.0. And now... We're going to remember this moment like Jacob remember the socket on his hip. We're going to remember what you did and the pivoting point that this church took into its next chapter. We give thanks for the people who are here, and we give thanks for the people that are going to come and change the shape of the face they see of who Jesus Christ is in Lake St. Louis, in St. Charles County, in O'Fallon, Missouri. We give praise and all the honor and all the glory and everything we have. And if the house of God can say now in Jesus' name, amen. Let's give some praise. Let's worship. And let's go eat. We love you guys.